Good evening and welcome to the NHC GOP podcast. I'm Rule Sample. I am happy to be joined by a man who is right out of the books on dirty jobs, including starting work as a sanitation worker and a motorcycle mechanic who took a shower at the end of the day, Treasurer Dale Falwell, running for North Carolina governor. Welcome aboard, sir, and welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, and hello to uh, all my friends in New Hanover and Pender and all the surrounding counties, and I'm honored to have made my living with my hands and my back and my feet because ultimately that changed my heart about the need to educate my mind. And as the next governor, uh, of all the things that need to be worked on in public education, uh, one of those things is to get rid of the bigotry of low expectations. Now, that's interesting. Uh, The bigotry of low expectations. What do you mean by that, sir? What I mean is that uh, before you were born, there was a uh, grocery store by the name of A&P. When I inquired as 11th grader about taking an AP course, my, my guidance counselor said that based on my grades, and my IQ that I'd be better suited bagging groceries at the A&P grocery store, <laughs> not taking an AP course. And I asked her, I asked her uh, what my IQ was. And she said, and she showed me the chart. She said, your IQ is 108. Now there's nothing funny about this, but I'd never mm-hmm. made a hundred on anything. <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering to myself where did I get the eight extra credit points because <laughs> now I've got a score of 108 <clears throat> and I say that to you because because I did not know that 108 IQ was not good hmm. but what I want to tell you is that we've got to get rid of the bigotry of low expectations in our society and get the joy of achievement and upward mobility back in our youth. You were the first Republican treasurer elected to that position in 141 years. Did you ever go back to that teacher and say, "Uh uh-huh, there's my 108 IQ right there? Uh, I did not, uh, because what I've learned since then is that there's IQ, and then there's I can. And the last the last four letters in the word American is I can. Uh, there's all kinds of smart. And as a member of the Forsyth County School Board, as a member of the House of Representatives, as the Assistant Secretary of Commerce tasked with paying off North Carolina's massive debt to the federal government for unemployment insurance. And as the keeper of the public purse, I realized that smart, there's all kinds of smart. And smart is knowing what you don't know. And I'm honored that ultimately uh, making my living with my hands and my back and my feet and taking a shower at the end of every day put me in a position of changing my heart to educate my mind. And then I started taking classes at Winston-Salem State University and ultimately UNC Greensboro. You are running for governor 
what made you decide to step up into the into the big chair, sir? Well, actually, the state treasurer manages an amount of money eight times larger than the state budget. If you look at the North Carolina Constitution, and I think we have so many counterfeit conservatives who don't do their job, don't even know what the Constitution or the plan of organization looks like. If you go to the North Carolina Constitution, you will realize that the number one responsibility of the governor of this state is to be the CEO, <laughs> CEO the CEO of the state, and also to originate the budget. So I am ready to hit the ground running to take my problem-solving skills <laughs> to the other departments of our state government that need fixing, the DMV, the DOT, DHHS, Board of Elections. All these things are the direct responsibility of the governor of North Carolina. I believe, Raul, that this is the last chance in my lifetime. I'm 65 years old. This is the last chance in my lifetime to elect a Republican governor. I do not say that emotionally. I do not say that politically. I say that mathematically. The majority of the citizens of our state do not have a name on the back of their jersey, especially because of counterfeit conservatives. Hmm. People who do not understand that the root word of conservative is to conserve. And that's what I've done through my whole public service career. Let's talk about some of these policies that you want to put in place, because you're, you're not running for president, you're running for governor. And so there's some things at the national level that in many ways you're going to have to provide some mitigating policies uh, because we're really hurting right now. What uh, what things you're going to tackle right off the bat? Well, I, if I lose some votes based on what I'm getting ready to say, then I'm sorry about that. The first thing we're going to tackle is we're going to have a culture of conservatism, common sense, courtesy, humanity, humility, and ethics. And that's going to start with answering the telephones. No one calls the governor's office to book a cruise. They call state government because they need help. So we're going to have a culture of state employees who answer their telephones. Because if you huh. cannot answer your telephone, then that means you're not hearing from your customer, the taxpayer. And if you don't hear from your customer, you don't know what the problems are. So we're going to have a culture of conservatism, common sense, courtesy, humanity, humility, ethics, and answering the telephone. In terms of major policy issues, we're going to bring low-cost natural gas to eastern North Carolina. It is criminal that we were on the verge of getting the Atlantic Coast Pipeline built to bring low-cost natural gas to eastern North Carolina. And because of politics and slush funds, it's not happening. I will be a governor who will protect North Carolina from Washington, D.C.'s inability or unwillingness to balance their budget, live within their means, and do the jobs that their constitution drives them to do. We were talking before the show a little bit about one of these 
policies from the federal government, this addiction to high costs and regulations and, and, and inflation that hit the news today. Uh, and I know this is not necessarily your department, but the, the insurance board basically announced a huge increase uh, in home insurance rates across the county, uh, across the state, and here in our counties down here, we're looking at an average of 47 to 99% increase in home insurance rates. Uh, what is your take on that as, uh, as you're running for governor? My take, uh, Raul, is that inflation is a thief. Every time you put gas in your car, you're getting robbed. Every time you stroke that check for your homeowner's insurance, you're getting robbed. Every time that you go to the grocery store and you walk out with a half a bag for the same price, you're getting robbed. A lot of these fingers point back to our federal government's inability or unwillingness to balance their budget. And I will say this, and I may lose some votes on this also. Both political parties are responsible for this mess. Both political parties have had opportunities <clears throat> to balance their budget, live within their means, and lower the national debt. And all they've done is they've raised that, the national debt, which is causing massive inflation and causing people to be robbed at the gas pump, at the homeowner's insurance uh, uh, window, at the grocery store, and everything else where people consume things. Let's move away from finances a little bit and get into an, an area that's really going to hit hard all across the country, as well as here in North Carolina. That's public policy, particularly in the area of abortion, is that uh, the Republican controlled uh, legislature passed, I think, is a very reasonable uh, bill that that is less about restricting abortion and, uh, and more about protecting the health of women and children, but that's going to be on the ballot. What do you? What are your thoughts on the 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 laws here in North Carolina and going forward? I've always been a pro life candidate, with the three exceptions of rape, incest, and danger to the mother. The presumptive front runner on the Republican side on it on every issue is against things before he's for them or he's for things before he's against them. The fact is that I've, I've been consistently a pro-life candidate. But I've also publicly said, to your point, that I applaud the women of the General Assembly who came together to work on this piece of legislation. And if I had been the governor at the time, I would have signed it. I also want to tell your viewer, listeners, that I'm the only candidate in this race who has received every conservative award in my public service career, including the Family Values Coalition. So conservatism is not what you say. It's actually what you've done and what you will do. The other public policy that is is going across the country right now is the whole idea of biological boys playing in women's sports. 
uh, and and it is it is an issue that just it quite frankly flabbergasts me. What is your stance on all that, sir? I've been racing motorcycles for forty seven years. For over thirty of those years, I've been racing. There's six hundred riders on the course at one time. Six hundred. Wow. The fastest class in the amateur in the morning race is the women's class. It's called WXC. I don't mind if women are on the same race course as I am, but we're scored differently. And especially when it comes to these other sports, men, boys should be playing boys sports. Girls should be playing girls sports. On top of that, you may not know that I'm a defendant as the state treasurer of North Carolina on a very big federal case that's sitting in the Court of Appeals, the Federal Court of Appeals right now, likely headed to the Supreme Court, which basically says that I am being compelled under court order right now, which is a different topic for the taxpayers in North Carolina to pay for sex transition operations. So I have been consistent about this issue. Girls playing girls sports, boys playing boys sports, because we are on the verge, if this continues to take place, on somebody getting badly injured, which has already happened, or maybe even killed because of a biological boy wrestling, playing volleyball against a girl. Biological boys on on women's volleyball teams have actually caused concussions uh, to the opposing team. It's so much to the point that that other team just will just lose championships rather than putting their students out there to face all of that. Well, that's exactly right. I think that's yeah, ridiculous. It, it 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 is ridiculous, and I want to tell your your listeners if they feel exhausted, if they feel feel betrayed by these counterfeit conservatives who give these great big speeches about all these topics. And then when they get to Raleigh and Washington, DC, they act differently. If your listeners are exhausted by all this, I want to give them some optimism. They're feeling normal. The world is coming at them at a pace in ways that they never, ever anticipated. And we don't need counterfeit conservatives to be holding elected office in the Republican Party in our state, we can applaud our supermajorities in the House and the Senate and the court system. But the fact is, is that when it comes to the things that people really touch at the state level, the DMV, the roads, the Board of Elections, DHHS, foster care, crime and public safety, we don't need counterfeit conservatives who just want to be called something we need people who actually want to do something. We are having a primary coming up in March. That's just, uh, just what, uh, 56 days away. March 5th is the primary as you are running for North Carolina governor. I'll go ahead and give you the final word. The final word is this. Elect someone who is not a counterfeit conservative. Elect someone who has actually showed up for the the job that the voters currently gave them. The presumptive front runner in the Republican primary has presided, done his job less than 10% of the time. 
elect someone who understands that it's time that we stop giving the middle finger to the grassroots of North Carolina. And we have elected officials who abide by the Republican Party platform and the North Carolina Constitution. And lastly, this. I know how precious some of your cars are to you. And you need to ask yourself one question. Who would you give your car keys to and come back four years later and expect that car to be gassed, washed, in better working condition than when you left it? I'm Dale Falwell, State Treasurer of North Carolina, candidate for governor, and I'm asking you to hire me to be the CEO of the biggest business in the state, which is the state itself. And you can learn more at DaleFallwell.com. Dale Falwell, thank you very, very much for being here from sanitation worker and motorcycle mechanic to, I imagine you still work on your own motorcycles, to uh, state treasurer, to candidate for North Carolina governor. Uh, the primary is March 5th. I wish you all the best, sir. Thank you for your years of service. Thank you, party. and I hope I get to join you again uh, soon.